Hey, it's Golden Henchman here. So I listened back to this uh, episode I recorded a little while ago. I decided that actually I didn't do an especially good job of uh, presenting these ideas. But in the uh, true nature of uh, Anchor, Gorilla Podcasting, I'm, I'm not going to rehash it. But um, I, I probably should have emphasised a bit more how, if you like, idea two and three could interact in a way to produce what I feel would be a more immersive effect. Maybe other people would find that too jarring, but uh, anyway, just an idea. You see what you think. Cheers. Hey, uh, it's Golden Henchman here. So I find myself saying this a lot. I'm meant to be on a social media break, um, which means generally I'm sort of following things a bit, but I'm not trying to not actively participate too much. And actually, overall, I think I've I found that actually quite helpful. I haven't quite gone cold turkey. I have sort of messaged here and there or posted something, but actually trying to actively take a bit of a bit of a step back, I think, has been useful. Um, and whether I would have got more benefit if I went completely cold turkey and just turned everything off, who knows? But anyway, that's where I am. So I was listening to Che Webster's um, podcast interviewing, um, I believe it's Daniel Jones. I should probably flick back, but the chat be- behind. Uh, all about uh, talking about other world immersion, primeval fantasy. Anyway, I, I'm a, I'm, I have to say I'm a hundred percent believer in a lot of what he said. For example, I've never liked Thacko. Um, you know, where players know what number they need to aim at, and they roll die, and they say, "Oh yes, dice. Oh yes, I missed. Um, I need ten, but then it's plus two. I think basically that turns combat into a very mechanical process. It's too much. Um, if you like, uh, peering behind the screen uh, and seeing mechanics. And I think that ruined, to me, I think that doesn't, I think that takes away from uh, believing that you're sort of a character in that world. <clears throat> anyway, um, listening to that sort of made me think about three ideas I'd been toying with um, in the past. And um, I can imagine each one of these three ideas will independently not appeal to people. And they, you know, wouldn't necessarily need to be embraced lock, stock and barrel as a three-set proposition. But I'll outline all three, and um, if anyone finds any of them useful, they can use them. Or they can ignore me, or they can think, hmm, I'll think about it. So, the first one is initiative. The old, the old uh, chestnut initiative. And I've been recently thinking that the way I'm probably going to go with initiative, at least to like to try, is that um, it should, well, I'll just say it. Um, I think the monsters should roll first, and that sets a marker. So, for example, if you roll, it doesn't really matter, even matter what die you use, um, but let's say they roll a d10 and roll a 6. Anyone that rolls lower than the 6 goes before the monsters, then the monsters go then the players all go, and then the monsters go. So it's it's basically turn-wise. But before you set the first turn, you just roll to see um, whether there's some people who, who, if you like, have, you know, lapped the monsters. So you might get half the characters, all the monsters, then all the characters and all the monsters, so on and so forth. Because I think all this back-and-forth initiative is kind of a bit rubbishy and then, and a bit of waste of time, although it does add a bit of drama. And I do like the swing about running, you know, swing you get by rolling each round. I suppose the other way to do it is, again, the monster rolls and then the 
people go before, then the monsters, then the people go afterwards. And I wouldn't particularly distinguish between, you know, if three characters go before the monsters, then I don't care who, in which order they declare their moves, just let them get on with it. I think otherwise it's just mechanically unnecessarily difficult. Okay, um, let me think, what was the second thing? Oh yeah, so... Here we go. I think, in many ways, it would be helpful if players... This is tying into this world, real, real world immersion, other world immersion concept. I think each player should have a piece of paper in front of them with the numbers 1 through 20 on it. In you know, Imagine line paper. And possibly, if you want to use a ruler to d divide that up into kind of columns. So 1 to, one to 20 on the left-hand column and then separate columns thereafter next to it. And the idea is that when you... When, so players have individual responsibility about tracking their hits and misses. So player rolls. So there's no Thacko. The player says, first round, I roll a 13. DM says, that's a miss. So what the player then does is put, for example, a little cross next to 13. So next round, when he rolls, if he rolls... 13 or less, he just tells the DM, I missed. But if he rolls more, let's say this next time he rolls a 16, right, that's a hit. So now the player knows that if he rolls 16 or above, it's a hit. And he can just tell the DM, it's a hit, it's a miss. I don't want to hear the die roll, I don't want to hear, I got a 13, I just want the player to declare a hit or a miss. And of course, I suppose there's a slightly annoying area where between 13 and 16 you might be a hit or a miss. But again, I think a player can... Can, that's when they need to go to the DM each time. But I think, first of all, speed it up because the player doesn't have to say each time um, what they rolled. And unlike Thacko, it does leave an element of uh, mystery in the game because if you've rolled three, a two, a four, and a five, you don't know if you hit. You, you, know you're, you know you're missing each time, but it's not great. But let's say this monster's super tough. I rolled a 15. You miss. You know, wow, I murder. My character knows he did a really good swing at it. But he still missed. Then he rolls a 17, still a miss. It's like, whoa, what's going on here? That was one of my best shots out of my repertoire, but it's still a miss. And, you know, and then if he rolls a 20, he still misses. He thinks, hmm, <laughs> maybe I need a magic item. Okay, so that's option two. Players need to basically track their hits and misses. Um, and obviously as combat progresses, there's been less, less requirement for each player to declare a number to the DM. It's just people declaring whether they've hit and miss. Okay, what's the third idea? Well, the third idea I think people are going to hate. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. I think most of the time players always use the same weapon. You know, Thugar, the barbarian, who's got a plus one sword, is always using his plus one sword. And the DM knows what damage it does. And obviously in BX, well, we all know what it does. It's just the same damage. But, anyway, let's assume we're using variable damage like in AD&D. So, I think what would be interesting to do is, it doesn't matter what the player wants to roll. They can roll a d4, they can roll a d8, or they can roll a d20. But the player, once they roll that dice um, for damage, just declares to the DM the relative scale of their damage. So if you're using a d4 and you roll 4, you say, you know, he, he hits a tremendously vicious shot with this weapon. 
If you're using a D20 rolls a 16, you have to express it in a little bit more relative scale because it's um you know between one and twenty, so it's in the upper quarter. You know, it's a very it's an excellent shot. It does it does an ex you know it's a vicious shot. Or if he rolls a, a one on a D20, he's pitiful. He only he barely scrapes its hide. And the DM, who knows what the damage is, so this would now be the DM's responsibility to know what the weapon is, damage-wise, infers how much damage is done. Um, so, you know, <laughs> if a person's using a dagger and they say they've done a lot of damage, well, DM decides, decides it's three or four, it takes it off. So, you know, putting rules, options two and three together, the player would roll a d20, so using d20 system for hitting, and the damage die, and again, it doesn't really matter what die that is, because it's a relative scale. And um, so you would say, I hit, and I do a hell of a lot of damage. And the DM says, oh, okay, he's hit, and he's using the long sword, so that's D8 damage. It's probably a 7 if he's describing it like that. Um, and, you know, I think there's interesting stuff that could be done here, because, for example, in AD&D, a two-handed sword does... 3d6 so if the player rolls a d4 what he's there is he's gambling on either doing basically really high damage really low damage or kind of you know because it's so granular then but if you if you used a d20 well then actually i mean that's an interesting question because 3d6 you should have a bell curve for damage you roll d20 actually <laughs> you are um you are messing with that mechanics so i wonder if this this uh, is a little bit too, a little bit too, um, a little bit too simplistic as I speak it out. Although I still like it, sod it. I mean, I guess the player, if he really wants to make it more naturalistic, he could roll those three d six anyway. It's up to the player to roll whatever die they like to uh, simulate their their hits. If he rolls three d six, he could then you know describe it in relative terms that way. Um, but you know, if he rolled a d twenty. You know, he's going for an all-out, because it's uh, this less swingy, it's like a do-or-die move. He's like, well, he used a D4, he's like going for like, max 18. Or, you know, one D4, or just maybe only gets one. He's so clumsy. Hmm. Anyway, so those are the, the three ideas. Um, I think I would still still like to think about that. I mean, obviously in BX, where damage is always the same, your system would possibly lend itself more... That kind of thing than AD and D where you got variable damage, but even so, I think it adds a interesting way to do it. So, first one's initiative. I'm sure all these things have been suggested. Yeah, like there's no no new ideas under the sun quite often. So I wouldn't be entirely surprised if certainly the initiative system I'm proposing is pretty much either done or um, in, even if it's not done, it's more or less um, de facto how it would play out. Um, but I, I do think actually rule two, I think the idea two is, I think could really be useful in speeding up um, combat and um, getting greater immersion. Just players taking responsibility for tracking whether they hit or miss. Um, and obviously, you know, in the first few rounds, there's a few marker shots going down. And that's where, you know, the DM will tell you, you know, you're hitting or missing at that stage. Obviously, a DM needs to cognizant of modifiers but you know a player can state that at the beginning you know fourth level fighter plus four to hit uh, you do plus two battle axe <laughs> if you know this plus two 
Um, anyway, this is probably a bit long and probably a little bit weak. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I hope everyone's doing all right. If uh, and um, you know, take care of yourselves. Cheers. Bye.